0: B'sekhet Shekalim has been dedicated by Dr. Isaac Meddeb and his wife Lily in memory of Moshe Ben Rachel Man. Hashem Hainu Begin Aiden. We hope that the learning of the twenty-two Dapim of B'sekhet Shekalim will be a a iluy neshama for the Niftar Moshe Ben Rachel. Tehi nishmatot zerura b'tzolachayim. Amen. Daf Bet. Today's daf has been dedicated by Chaim Sein in honor of the 6 a.m. Daf yumi class at the Ahayeza Torah Center. Haim is a daily member of our Shi'ur and Beisat uh, Hashim, we wish him best of luck and Hatzlacha uh, in his quest also to finish the Shas with the group. I want to make a special announcement uh, to the Kahal that we congratulate our Uh, sponsor and benefactor Mr. Eddie B. Sitt that has dedicated the audio version of Talmud Babli for the Sefaradim on our site at dailygemara.com now the Eddie B. Sitt uh, edition of Talmud Bably, to scale mitzvot may see much nachat from his children and berzata Hashem from all his descendants. V'yu kulam seitzav v'seitzes etzav kulano kulam yodesh shemecha v'adam deturatecha neshma. Amen. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. The halun Avraham ben Esther and Hacham Baruch Rafael ben Miriam. Hu Hashem tanichem began eden. Amen. Before we begin Maseka Shekhalim, first we have to understand that Maseket Shekhalim is different than all the other Gemariyot in our cycle of studying Shas, being that Maseket Shekhalim is from the Yerushalmi. It is from the Jerusalem Talmud. It's the only Maseket that they chose to put in the cycle uh, that comes from Yerushalmi. Furthermore, the Mefarshim that are in Masiket Chikalim are different than the regular uh, conventional Mepharshim that we're used to in Talmud Babli. The main Mepharsh that traditionally is used is a Mepharsh called Taklin Hadteen and uh, Mishnat Eliyahu. Both of those interpretations were written by the B. Israel Misakalov who was a Talmid of the Gaon Mivilna. So that will be like uh, our مفارش, main mefaresh, they call it Taklin Hatin, literally Taklin is Shekalim, and Hatin is new, so Shekalim Hadashim. That's what the name of his uh, Pirush uh, is as well. Furthermore, uh, if those who are not familiar with the style of Yerushalmi, it is a much different uh, flow of language. It's not the same uh, words that are used to introduce questions... And just the whole flow of the Gemara has a different uh, beat than the the regular Tamud Babli. So therefore, besides trying to understand the concepts from a Sikhet we also have to familiarize ourselves with the new style of Gemara. With that, we begin on that bit right at the first Mishnah. Now again, the thrust of the we'll talk about the Mitzvah of Shekali, that the Torah talks about in Parashat uh, Kitisa where the Torah tells us that every year uh, every male had to give a half a shekel as a donation and that money was used to support the Bet HaMikdash or the Mishkan at the time to pay for the public korbanot public korbanot would be the korban olah that was brought on a daily basis As well as the Qurban musaf That was brought on Shabbat, on Shabbat and Nosh Chodesh, As well as the other Public sacrifices That were uh, brought uh, For the Sibur So everybody had to a piece of the action So they would donate that half a shekel So our Masechet That's its thrust It talks about the mitzvah of the shekel And now the Mishnah begins Be'echad be'adar Mashmi'in Ala shekelim on those chodesh adal, that's when they would start to make an announcement to the people that they have to collect the shaker. <inaudible> Furthermore, people that had fields, they were under a restriction, of course, of kilayim. Kilayim is in Allah to plant, let's say, two different plants together. For example, you can't plant, let's say, a wheat next to a grape. So if a person does that, so therefore, it's a surah, it has to be uprooted. So on the Chodesh they would make an announcement, because that's when the uh, crops start to grow. To everybody, go check your fields, and make sure that there is no crossbreeding of the seeds in the field. And if there is, you'd have to push it out. Now, the Taklina Hatin just tells us, ad shelo rova lebet se'ah. Which means there's a certain uh, shi'ud that is as'ud and belief that shi'ud, it's permissible. And the shi'ud will be a rova' lebet se'ah. The uh, conversion to that, I'll tell you what that is, a rova' lebet se'ah, would be the following. Uh, it gives it to you over here. Okay, it would be like this. He says Kil Okay Now if you have let's say uh, One majority and one Minority in the mixture So the shi'ud would be A rova of a kav To a se'ah Which is uh, a ratio of 24 to 1 So if it's a ratio of 24 to 1 Or more or, or, or Then already it's going to be Kilayim, so they would have to take it to beneath that uh, ratio, and then it would be mutar. So again, Adar al-Shekalim Be'alak ayim On the 15th of Adar, they would read the Megillah Be'kirachim in walled cities. Like we learned in the megillah any walled cities that was walled from the times of Yahushua ben Nun, indeed read Megillah Esther on the 15th of Adar. And that was a time that the public works would start to fix the roads and the rechovot. Uh, the is actually the roads that go from city to city and rechovot are the streets that are inner city, in the city itself. Why would they start to fix them? Because at that time, it was right after the rainy season, and the rainy season was, would wear down the road system, so that would be a proper time to fix it, especially that it's coming before Pesach, and the Oler Gali need to have access on the roads to come to Yerushalayim. So that's when they would start to fix the roads. Alternate interpretation is that the Torah tells us that the murderers that killed Bishogeg have to go to Ein Meklat, And the roads have to be uh, paved In order to make it easy for these murderers To get to the city of refuge The pasuk says (laughs) They have to prepare the roads So every Adar on the 15th So that's already when they would start to uh, fix the roads For the uh, either Olay Gadim Or the people of the Aray Miklat Ve'et Mikva'ot Hamayim and also, they would fix the mikvaot. Now, what was the problem with the mikvaot? So, Teklir Hatin says, nakotan Over the winter, they got you know, filled with all debris, and therefore they would clean the mikvaot. And um, sometimes the mikveh would become lessened in the shi'ur. They would go measure the mikvaot to make sure that they have the proper shi'ur of 40 se'ah. They are seen kotsur and for that matter, all public works were done by the in the fifteenth of Adar. Starting then, now the Gemara will explain what is this coming to include et a They would also mark the tombstones uh, and around the tombstones. Of course, a tombstone and a kibbutz is the Kabel. Tum'ah It emanates It generates Tum'a. And therefore for a Kohen would walk by it It can make him Tamim So what happen over the winter A lot of the markings that they would put on the road Would melt away From the rain So they would have to remark the uh, cemeteries In order to give a signal for the Kohenim That they know where to walk And where not to walk They would do that It's called the Tziyun A marking And they would do it with uh Limestone to put it on the ground and around the areas of the Qur'an, you know to circumvent. The af ala kil'ayim. And they go out for the kil'ayim. Now, what does it mean they go out for the kil'ayim? We just learned that in Neshwadish Adar, they make an announcement to all the farmers, listen, check your fields for kil'ayim. But the hakamim didn't trust uh, the people on their own. And if on the 15th of Adar, they would dispatch inspectors to go to the different fields of the Jewish people in order to make sure that the Kilayim was actually uprooted. And if it wasn't, they themselves would uproot it. So that was the different things that started on the 15th of Adar. And now we start the Gemara. The Gemara says... Velama Why? Why do you have to start making this announcement for Sheikhalim on Rosh Chodesh Adar? Where do they get uh, Rosh Chodesh Adar from? So it says, Yisrael et Shiklehem beonatam, In order that the people will give their Shekel at the right time. alishka. So in order, Am Yisrael will be able to take from the new donations in time for the new fiscal year of the Mishkan, which is Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So therefore they put it a month earlier in order that by Rosh Chodesh Nisan, which is the, the new cutoff point, we have to use the new Shekalim of the new collection. So that uh, would give them the amount of time. Now, look at Taklin Hattin. Kiddish Yavyu. Mipene Shibe Ahad bin Isan. Hayut Silihin Naklif Kurbelot Sibur. Mituma Hadasha. Kiddil Kaman. We're going to prove that immediately. Mishumacher. Hayu Betin Magdimim Nakhriz. Alas Shikalim Bahad Badar. Tainu Shilusim Yom Kodim. Kiddish Yavyu Shiklan. So just out of. Uh, Convenience, Necessity, however you want to say it That they should collect it for 30 days So by the time the comes All the money, the new money is in the till And then they can start uh, using the new funds The Gemara says Umar Rabbi Shemuel Bar Rab Yitzhak Now this Umar is like Amar, he said So Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzhak said or well, some would have the girsah He's teaching you now Where do we get that the new ترمات Of Shekalim has to start in Nisan Who told you that the uh, Shekalim Have to begin a new fiscal cycle On Rosh Hashanah Nisan Where did you get that from? That you're telling me a month before You started to Collect. So he says, "Kibat Tahila." It's like the original collection. Oh, what was the original collection? Thektiv. Vehi b'Chodesh Arishon, b'Shana Asheni, be'Hadla Chodesh, HuKam Mishkan. We know that the Mishkan was inaugurated on the Chodesh Nisan. V'Tani Ala, and we have a Brayta on this. Be'Yom HuKam Mishkan, Bo Be'Yom the Tzema Teruma. On that day. That the Meshkan was inaugurated, that was the same day that the Terumah, the Shekalim, was start to be taken. That's when they started to use the Terumah that they collected. So what do you see? That the original day of the first usage of the collections of the Shekalim was done when? Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So this Rabbi says, All subsequent years will follow the original uh, date of Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So now we know two facts. Now we know that the the day of using the new Shekarim is Rosh Chodesh Nisan. And we know that a month before they would start to announce to collect them because it would give them enough time that by Rosh Chodesh Nisan the new money is indeed collected. Now, Rabbi Tabi, Rabbi Yoshea, B'Shem Kahana. Now we have a different opinion how we know Rosh Chodesh Nisan is the beginning date for The usage of nu Shekalim. Ne'emar kan, it says by Shekalim, the word Chodsheh. Ve'ne'emar le'halan Chodsheh. And it says later on in the Torah, the word Chodsheh. Where does it say? That explains. By us, it says, (laughs) Zot olat chodesh Le le'chodsheh hashanah. That's talking about the korbanot that they brought on Rosh Chodesh in the Mishkan in the Bet Hamikdash. Zot Olat Chodesh. This is the Olah that they brought every month. The for the months of the year. And we have another pasuk that says by Rosh Chodesh, Rishonu Lachem Hashana. So it says by the sanctification of the new moon. It says the word Chodesh. Lishonu lachem lechodesh hashana, and it says by the korbanot zot olat chodesh uh, bechodesh lechodesh hashana. So the rabbi makes a hekesh, and he says, "Ma chodesh shnei amad lehalan monin elam nisan." when it comes to the sanctification of the months, what's the first month? Nisan. So just like when it comes to the chodesh. Of the sanctification of those chodesh. It starts from Nisan. Af chodesh ne emarkan. So too. When it says chodesh by korbanot, It starts from Nisan. Now, this is a very vague braita. Because it doesn't tell us a single word about shekalim. It just tells us you start from Nisan. Start what from Nisan? It just tells you chodesh, chodesh. It says chodesh by. Rosh Chodesh. It says Chodesh by Korbanot, just like the Chodesh Rosh Chodesh is Nissan. So to the Chodesh Korbanot, you start from Nissan. So the Gemara asked the question. Amar Rav Yona, Rav Yona said, Shavak Rabbi Tabe Roshad Matnita ve Amar Sofa Rav Yona asks Rabbi Tabe that brought this opinion down. He left the beginning of the Blayta, and he only quoted the second half. And the second half does not have any understanding if you don't quote us the first half. Because he's asking on him, You're trying to bring a proof. Bring the whole proof, bring us the whole Blayta. Why you quote us only the second part of the Blayta? And the second part of the Blayta is vague. But if you bring the first part of the Blayta as well, then already the proof becomes much clearer. And therefore, he says, "Dal ken kehada." Now, what does "dal ken kehada" mean? So, the korban Aida explains, "Velo nachon la asotkin shekitzer b'makom shayalu leharich." And he's telling him that you know you didn't do you didn't do right. You shouldn't have been uh, uh, you shouldn't have shortened. In a place where you should have lengthened. No, like I mean, yeah. Right. Dal ken kehada again. Lo uh, nachon. You didn't do right. That was wrong. Now the tane. Now going to quote the entire braita. Zot olat chodesh bechodesh. It says by the Kurban of Rosh Chodesh. Zot olat chodesh bechodesh. Yachol yetorem bechol chodesh vechodesh. It says, Zotot Chodesh So I might have thought that maybe every month you have to have a new collection for the shekalim, And therefore every month you'll have new shekalim for that month. Tamud Lomar, The Pasuk says is one month. Which means there's one month One month is the new Shikalim, and that new shikalim of one month will be used for the rest of the year. echadu torem, hashana. For one month they collect and they use it for the rest of the month. Okay, so what month? So now I know what it says. Zot olat chodesh in its month. That means one specific month they collect lechodesh for the days of the, for the months of the year. Well, which month is that? So he says, Ne'emar Khan, that is <laughs> the sefa of the Brighta. Chotche, the Ne'emar, Le'alan, Ma Ma'chotche, Shne'alan, Le'alan, Emuni, Elam, Nisan. Afchotche, Kan Emuni Elam, Nisan. Which means, just like it says the word by the Qurban, it says the word by the Shkodesh, so to just like what Chotche, it's Nisan. Is Nisan, so to over here, it would be as well. So therefore, we go back to the Pasuk. That's one time Chodesh. It's three times Chodesh. Now, the Gemara tells us that the word teaches us only one month of the year. In its month, you have to collect. teaches me that it's Nisan. Now there's one Part of this dirash that the Gemara does not tell us over here. But it's the first word. Zotolat olat chodesh. From the word chodesh, the Gemara in other places of Doresh, melashon hadesh. Hadesh means renew. Hadesh behavi, bring from the new shekalim. So therefore, Zotolat olat chodesh, chodesh hadesh, renew uh, the shekalim, when, behaudcho, in one specific month, well, what specific month is that? Lehocheh. Lehocheh, hocheh, that would be Nisan. So, it comes out according to the Gemara. We have two sources of how do you know the Chodesh Nisan is the time when you renew the usage of Shekalim. Either it's the first answer of the Gemara, Kibat because that's the way it was the first time around, like the Gemara brought a pasuk to substantiate that, or it's from this derasha zot olat chodesh bechodesh lechodesh But all agree that you would start announcing it from Rosh Chodesh Adar a month before. So the Gemara continues. Ma'u Mashmiin. What is this word in the Mishnah be'had be'Adar Mashmiin ala shekadim? What does the word meshmi'in mean? Well, it can have two connotations. It could either mean you announce to the people, or sometimes can mean to gather. Like it says by Shama Sha'ul. So therefore, they want to oh, you're gathering something, you're announcing something. So Ravuna Amar Machrizin. He says, no, it indeed means that you are Machriz, you announce. Like it says in the Pasuk, Vayitenu kol biyudah ubiru shalayim. There's a pasuk. Well, the complete pasuk is Vayitenu kol biyudah ubiru shalayim leavi masat Moshe eved Elohim ayusibam edbar. That they gave a call in Jerusalem to the people to bring literally the gift of Moshe. What's the gift of Moshe? That's the Shekali that were brought in the times of the Mishkan. So what do you see from over here? The Pasuk clearly writes, kol They made an announcement. So you see over there, when it says Mashmi'in, the minhag is to actually announce. Like we see in the v'ha'yamin that that's what they did. So the Pasuk, to substantiate that, Mashmi'in means to announce. Taman, taninan. We learned... Over there in a Mishnah in Megillah. In the case we have a leap year. So you have two Adarim. They add an extra Adar to the year. So the Mishnah said, There's no difference between Adar Rishon and Adar Sheni, Only that the Mitzvah of Megillah, Megillah Tester, and the Matanot Evyonim give Is done in Adar Sheni, Meaning If somebody read the Megirah in Adar Rishon Lo Yatsah He would have to repeat it again in Adar Sheni. Or if they gave Matanot Evyonim in Adar Rishon Lo Yatsah these would specifically have to be done in Adar Sheni. Rav so Simon beshem Rabbi yoshua Ben Levi Rav Simon Rabbi yoshua Ben Levi says Add to the list that you also have to announce for the shekalim in the second Adar. And you also have to uh, announce for the Kelayim, for the crossbreeding in the fields, also in the second Adar. So, Rav Simon added two more Ayims that are done in Adar Shini. Kabbalah says, Rabbi Hilbo Vravuna, now that line that we just quoted, starting from Rabbi Hilbo, is deleted from the text. So we will uh, follow the opinion of the Mefarshim. Uh, it's the way the Taklin Hatin uh, learns as well that this is a girsa that belongs really later on somewhere in the Gemara so just delete it, if you want to even put a parenthetical in your Gemara to know that we don't read that uh, text over here from Rabbi Helbo until Zman Kriyata Amar Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yosef said <coughs> you're right, it makes sense it makes sense to say that you'd have to announce the Shekalim in the second Adar, and also to announce about the Kil'ayim in the second Adar. The Ya'ut, it's right. Why is it right? Khlum amru mashmi'im al-Shekalim, lo kedesh Yavu yisril Sheklehim bi'onatan, isn't the whole purpose, why well, you have to make the announcement of Shekalim on Adar. 30 days before, in order that they bring it in the proper time. If you're going to tell them to make the announcement, until that time, until Chodesh there's going to be 60 days. 60 days is too long of a time. Why? If you give them 60 days, which is too long of a time, it's counterproductive, it works against you. Because people will say, uh, have more time. And what's going to end up happening? They're going to end up bringing it late. So therefore it makes sense to give them a shorter window of time, in order, everybody will have to be zaris in order to bring the shikalim at the, pri- at the proper time. So the Kabbalah says, you know, it makes sense. Why you have to bring the Shikalim and Adar Because the whole reason why we pick Adar in the first place is so they bring it on time, so it gets there on time. So now you're going to tell me, when there's two Adarim, bring it on Adar Too long. 60 days away Now you might argue I mean, 60 days away you have more time to bring it But that's not the way people uh, act When they don't have longer time Usually they become lazy And they don't bring So if it makes sense to put it Closer to Nissan, 30 days in order that the people will know They have a smaller window So they have to bring their Sheikh Alim on time Now Didn't they say that the reason why they have to go out on, In Adar To check the Kilayim because by that time, by Adar, which is the last month of the year, which was right before the spring, the, uh, the growth in the field starts to be noticeable. So those inspectors that go out are able to see where there's kilayim. Mm-hmm if you're going to let them go out and inspect the fields in Adar Rishon at that point in noon they're still small which means you won't be able to discern what's going on in the field so therefore it makes sense to say Adar Shani is the time to check out the Kalaim, because that's when uh, you're able to see what's going on Now, especially the whole reason why they would put Adar Sheni. Uh, in a year is because they wanted the Pesach to come out in the spring I mean, obviously the spring was late so therefore they needed to add an extra year so if you're going to start checking the kilayim in Adar Ishon, it's not spring yet it didn't come out till afterwards because the, uh, the weather didn't change yet so therefore it makes sense that just like Megillah and Matanot Evyonim is done in Adar Shini so to Shekalim is Adar Shini and kilayim inspections were done in Adar Shini <clears throat> Rabbi Hizkiyah Sha'al Now, literally Rabbi Hizkiyah-esque But that's not the style of a Sha'al over here in Deiru Shalmi The Sha'al would mean over here He had a certain premise And he wanted to get a confirmation From the Hachamim of the Bet Midrash So he came in with a certain halakha And he went into the Bet Midrash to see if the Hachamim of the Bet Midrash Would agree with him so it's not that he had a question, he had a, a fact that he, you know, concluded with, and he just needed to know if the HaKamim were uh, agreeing with what he said. According to this, what we're saying, which means the people that are outside of Israel, They should already start the collection of the Shekaleen from the beginning of the winter. Not on Rosh Hodesh Adar. Why? Is there no purpose why we do it before Rosh Hodesh Adar? On Rosh Hodesh Adar we start to collect in order that it will get there in time for Rosh Hodesh Nisan? Good, that's for the people who are in Israel, who are close. But the people that are in Babel, far. they're going to start on Rosh Hodesh Adar, get its far away distance till you collect the Shekalim and then you transport them to the the Yerushalayim. So he says, uh, based on what I'm thinking, if the whole logic is to make sure it gets there on time, in Babel you'd have to collect the Shekalim from the beginning of the winter. Which means, you know, quite earlier than Rosh Hodesh Adar. That's his uh, understanding. So the Gemara says, <laughs> "Hetiv Rabbi Ola kume Rabbi Mana." Rabbi Ula asked a question. Hetiv in Yerushalmi is asked a question, like a metive. He asked a question. Kume means in front of Rabbi Mana. Why? What was the question? The What are you talking? Didn't we learn in the Mishnah? Tormin There are three times a year that we collect the monies from the lishkah, from the treasury. Which means, uh, the way we're understanding, that at three times a year there was collections done for Shekaleel and when the new monies came in they would go and... Uh, had three boxes where they would put the shekhalim, And the Kualim would go to those three boxes and pay for the Kurbanot. So three times a year, those boxes were emptied. And they would refill them with new monies. Which implies that the shekhalim came in at three different times a year. And what times a year did they come in? So it says, Bifrosa Pesach. Bifrosa, the word peroster means like uh, half half before Pesach, which means two weeks before Pesach, which means Anosh Nisan, Bifras haaseret, two weeks before Shavuot, Bifras Ha'chag, and two weeks before Sukkot. So those were the three times a year where new funding seemingly came in. So they would take the new Shekhalim and Wat, they would refill the boxes that were in the Bet HaMikdash. Now, Amar so he continues to ask his question. Again, Be Ula is asking a question in front of the B. Mana. Nemar let us say and explain. before The Jews that lived close, meaning the Jews that say in Israel, they were close to the Beth HaMikdash, so they got their shikalim there by Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So that was the first uh, monies that were used in the Scottish Tisan for the ones that were closed. Ilayn Hokim, Those that were a little further their monies didn't get in until when Bifros it, Right, because they're far away. So they got there like two weeks before Shavuot so they would take their money and refill the boxes. Ilayn minhon and those that were even further from them Bifros Ha'ag They already would uh, they would use their money Two weeks before, Sukkot. Now again, the reason why they have to do this is because everybody has to have a share in the Korbanot. So from Nisan until Shavuot, the people of Erech said their money was being used for the Korbanot. From Shavuot until Sukkot, the people that were further, their money was used, and then those a little further as well. Now, that uh, implies that you didn't have to collect from the winter. It seems that everybody had the same date of the announcement. Rosh Chodesh Adar. Now, Rosh Chodesh Adar, the guys in Israel, they can get it there by Nisan. From Rosh Chodesh Adar, the guys a little further, get it there by Shavuot. And from Rosh Chodesh Adar, the guys a little further than that, get it there by Sukkot. Now, if you're telling me that they would collect it in Babel from the winter, so by the winter you can get it there by Rosh Chodesh Nisan, why would it tell me then that you have to have three different collections over here? (laughs) One collection would be fine, so that's the question that they ask on Rav Haskia. So comes the Gemara and says, So Rav Mana answers Rabbi Ola, "Kula No, no, no. The shekalim—they all came in at the same time, meaning the announcement. Uh, in Babel was really on the, the winter earlier and for it is was done on Chodesh adar so all the monies came in by Chodesh nisan and the logic being is because that from the beginning of the year all the money has to be in the till so everybody will have an equal share in all the korbanot the other interpretation it's the Jews in Israel have a Helech in the Korbanot from Nissan until Shavuot. What about everybody else? I didn't bring, right, I didn't bring from Nisan and, uh, yeah. until Shavuot. Every Jew has to have a Helech. Yeah. So therefore, it doesn't make sense the way you're learning it. Uh, that, uh, you know, they would split up the seasons. Oh, all the buddies got to be in by Nissan. So you're right, the Hizkiyah. In Bavaria, they would have to make the announcement from the beginning of the winter. Right. Oh, so I have one more question then. So what does it mean they emptied out the boxes three times a year? There was nothing to empty out All the money was collected From the beginning yeah. So the Gemara asks <laughs> So what did they say over there That the money was collected Or the boxes were emptied out Three times a year <laughs> In order to do it in public Meaning The Kohanim Wanted to show the Sibur Clearly that the money that they gave is being used for kurbanot. public korbanot they wanted to make it uh, clear to everybody Pumbi means public so when was the biggest uh, traffic in the HaMikdash? In the HaMikdash so before Pesach they would make a ceremony that they would empty out the three boxes, and they would go take from the big box of the collection, and they would start to refill them. So everybody would say, oh look at it, this is, you know, your money, hard at work, everybody knows all their money is being spent for the right things. Before Shavuot, there was an influence in the Beit HaMikdash. So again, they would make a ceremony, it was more of a ceremony, money. it wasn't it wasn't. That they collected new money, the money was there from the beginning, from the Shavuot Nisan because once the money's on all in the till everybody has a headache now don't the Kurbanot. but then we're going to refill the boxes to show everybody like I said that the uh, money is being spent now if you look at the taklin hatin kedeh lahasot pumbi Kedel lahasot persum ladabar like the problem size devaday inahayuf latron begimul zemani malalum there's no hayyuf to collect three times a year. binisan <laughs> tormin The rabbis that split the monies up for three times a year. That's de of That's when the influx of the people that go to the regel. <laughs> In order that everybody should know, Shiyesh Nekol, Ehab, Israel, Helek, Bechol, a Kurbanot, Sibur, Shimaklibin, Bechol, Yom, The In order that everybody should know that they're part of the uh kurbanot of every day. Then the Takli just brings different examples of other ceremonies that they did specifically under the Galim to show the Sibur exactly how the uh uh, the, the, the things were done in the Bet Hamidash, and the Gemara continues. Nice. Second line, Rabbi Yehuda bar Pazi, Rabbi, hen nikra ve'lo Can we read these pesukim and not get afraid? The following Pesukim, can you read them and not get shocked? Why? What Pesukim is he talking about? Le-tobah, there's one pasuk that talks about the goodness of B'nai Yisrael. Kol nediv lev, Which means when the uh, Jewish people were asked to collect money for the Mishkan, who made the donations? Kol Nediv lev, Only those that were generous. It wasn't everybody. Kol Nediv lev. However, there are. When it came for bad things When it came to collect for the Egel What does it say? Then the entire nation So the rabbi is saying This is frightening Look at the power of the Yitzhak When it comes to a good collection Not everybody was willing to part from their money When it came to collecting for the Avodah Already everybody had. That just scare you To know the weakness of man tova, another example, for something positive, V'yotzeh Moshe It says when the Jewish people needed to go to Ar-Sinai to accept the Torah, it says Moshe had to, had to bring them. V'yotzeh Moshe he had to lead them to Ar-Sinai. But when it came to bad things For example when the Jewish people Came back from the spying of the land that The whole nation came to Moshe And started to complain When it came to the Torah Moshe had to drag them down Sinai When it comes to the spies They all came to Moshe on their own And they complained When it comes to a good thing Az Yashir Moshe when the Jews came out of Misrayim, they sang a song. But the song was only inspired by Moshe. As Yashin Moshe, first Moshe had to start the song, followed. but when it came to bad things, the tisa on that night when the spies came back, all the Jewish people on their own, in unison, cried about the... they didn't need anybody uh, motivating or inspiring them. And for the good, they need Moshe to start the song, to thank God. When it comes to complaining, they did that on their own. Amar but Abba, Achin, he said this is uh, correct, because we have a pasuk in the Navi uh, that also Confirms this. What does the Pasuk say? The Pasuk is in Sefanya. And the Pasuk says that the Navi rebukes the Jewish people and says, Hiskimu Hisheitu. Which means the Jewish people woke up early in the morning to do destruction. Normally, we have a principle that says, Zirizin Makdimim the Mitzvot. That Zirizin, people are zealous, they get up early what? To do good. And here the Navi says, Iskimu. They got up early for what? In order to all all their destructive behavior. It's not enough that they did it, but they did it They did it zealously early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Comes the Gemaran continues. Amar Rabba you can't figure out the ofi, the nature of this nation. I'm to say, very difficult to figure them out. Why? They're solicited for donations for the ayegel. they all give generously. They're solicited for the mishkan, which is the antithesis of the ayegel. And they give, <laughs> it's a funny nation. <laughs> you yes, ask the money for Abu no problem. You yes, ask the money to build the Mishkan, no problem. Just who can figure out the, the logic of these people over here? And they're giving money for Abu at the same time they're giving money for the Mishkan. So on this, the Gemara says, Rabbi Yosef Bar Nahman. Good. So Rabbi good Rabbi Bar Halina says, no I argue with you You're saying that you can't figure out the Jewish people I'll give you a logic Why they gave to the Mishkan After they just gave for the Eger It's based on the Mishnah right? The covering of the Ark was called the Kaporet Right, the the ark itself was like a square box And on top of it There was a covering to cover the You know, the, 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 the top of it The uh, the cavity And that covering was called a kaporet Now kaporet comes from the word kapara Kapara is to atone So the Yemara says Yevod zaav kaporet let the Zahab of the Kaporet Be brought to be mechaper On the Zahab that was brought for the Aegil. Therefore, according to this Rabbi, he's saying There's a reason why the Jewish people gave gold For the Mishkan Because they knew that that was a kapara For what they did, bringing the gold of the Egel Rav Haggai Rabbi Bar Nahman. Now, one of the things that you'll see in Yerushalmi, a lot of times it doesn't say, Amar. It just gives you the rabbi's names and then right away it goes into their statement. Like here, Rav B'Shem uh, Rabbi Nachman. Is, Now we're going right to what they said. Shalosh Terumot Ne'emru B'parashat Zot b'parasha. There is three times in Parashat turumah that it says the word teruma in the beginning of parashat teruma. Teruma literally means a donation. Mm-hmm. So three times it says uh, the parashat zot. Mm-hmm. Okay, in this parashat parashat teruma, what are the three teruma? What do you need three collections? So it says terumat adanim, utrumat shekalim, utrumat hamishkan. Let's go through each one. Adanim were the sockets that were used to uh, support the Mishkan because they had Kirashim Kirashim were poles so they put a sock, like a bracket underneath in order to hold the uh, Kirashim in place so there was a special collection specifically earmarked for Adanim another collection was Terumat shekadim. that's the half shekel that was collected for uh, maintenance of the Betta Bikdash, uh, on the uh, every year uh, Korbanot uh, Sibur, budget for the Korbanot. And then Terumat and then you had the general donations to build the mishkan, which means uh, whatever it entailed, all the gold, and the silver, and all the different uh, you know, uh, materials that were needed. Hence it says the word Terumat three times to allude to the three different uh, uh, solicitations that were done to three different uh, items. Now the Gemara is going to explain you the pesukim, what was referring to what. The says, Dabir el Yisrael li Speak to the Jewish people and let them take for me a Tirumah. Zut adanim. This is the adanim. How does he know? Because the pesuk says "li." Now in korbanot, we have a benefit. Because we get kapara here, it says, "I don't know v'yikru li." Take it for me. This, this is all for me. So from there, they know it must be referring to what, adanim, because that's all for God. The Jewish people have no uh, benefit, so to speak, of the adanim, like they would have from korbanot. So the key word that tips the gemara off here is li. Now from every person that uh, is generous, you should accept my shekadim. that's referring to the turumah of the half shekel, that all the people would give, and this is the terumah that you should take from them, now, this passage must be terumah, the well, how do we know that? Because why do that pasuk which says, "Ve'zot ha'terumat shetechomayitam za ve'acheset punhoset," and it starts to list all the materials that were brought. So it's clear that that pasuk is talking about terumat hamishkan. Now, the Gemara actually look at the taklin hatin, dibula matzil, tekhu et terumat, tzut terumata shekalim. How do you know the second pasuk? Take my terumah, I'm not referring to yeah. The fact that it says terumah Take the teruma That is used for something Of mine Which is what? which is korbanot, which is brought for gavawa. One person says li. Li is specifically for me and that the Jews have no Nobody benefit. In Here, terumati, it's a Tirumat, It's not specifically for me. you benefit as well, but it's for things that go to me, go to me which is what? Kurbanot. That would be the shekalim. Now the gabawa explains the difference between all these three types of uh, collections. Shekalim l'kurban. The shekelim were brought for korbanot. Ma ya'asu. Whatever they want to bring, they bring. Kedesh yad kulan shave, In order that everybody is equal. What does that mean? <laughs> so the Bepharachim explained like this. When it says bring half a shekel, that was only because that was the coin that was prevalent in the times of Moshe Rabbeinu. But the Torah does not say specifically that you have to give a half a shekel coin. You have to give a half of a coin of whatever is prevalent in the time that you're living in. And therefore, sometimes it's more than half a shekel, sometimes it's less. But the point is, in any given generation, everybody's giving the same amount. But the price would fluctuate from... Time to time, like the taklin Hatim says. All right, we're reading over here. In order that it'll be shave. Did I skip one line? Ah, okay. I go back. That's why I didn't see the teklin Hatin. Go back to turumata mishkan the mishkan. That's the first one. Turumata mishkan the mishkan. The donations for the mishkan are for the mishkan. Mashir su yasu. Whatever they want to bring, they bring. Teklin Hatin. Mashir su yeviyu im zahab zahab. If they want to bring gold, gold. The im techelet techelet. The alpha mevim and even the guys that want to bring gold had, ma shayar there's no maximum minimum how much gold he has to bring. Beautiful. So when it comes to t'rumata mishkan, it's all donations, no mandatory, no minimum, no maximum, and whatever you want to bring. Now t'rumat shekalim the korban. When it comes to the shekalim of the korban. Whatever they want to do, they could do. So to that he explains, Second wide line. Which means in every generation, they would give a different coin. One time they would give half a selah, or half a darkong. Now these items are not the same shirt as half a shekel. But bottom line, in every generation, whatever the coin was, everybody's equal, okay? And the Gemara is going to show us that when it said, "He lo yerbe lo Now, that was not referring to, according to the Gemara, the shekel of the korbanot, uh, because sometimes they would give less or more than mahasit ashekel depending on what the uh, common coin of the generation was that pasuk specifically I was going to say was referring to the adanim because the adanim was a donation of half a shekel, and it was a one time donation Jesus, the adanim are only collected for once We don't collect every year for adanim. We don't have a Mishkan that we need uh, adanim. So when it says That's for the donation of the adanim, But for Turma of no. Uh, sometimes it would Which means That's true But not the Shekel which is, in any given year, the rich and the poor gave the same shi'ur. But it not, was not a half a shekel. It was either, uh, for example, half a dollar or half a darkon, or half a selah, etc. Each each uh, generation according to its denomination of coin. Now, terumat adanim, the adanim. The terumat that was collected for the adanim is indeed for the adanim. And on that, this pasuk was said that the rich man didn't give more and the poor man did not give less specifically of the half shekel Now, let's review the uh, calculation of the Adanim How many people gave this half shekel for the Adanim? So there were 603,550 Jews in the census each one giving a half a shekel. Now, let's go explain it easily. From the six hundred thousand people they collected three hundred thousand shekelim each one giving half a shekel. Okay? Now, it says that the adanim, in their weight was me'at kikar a hundred kikar, a hundred loaves so to speak of gold. That was the weight. Now, each kikar is a. Uh, each kikar of the hundred is um, 3,000 shekelim. So if you have 100 kikarim, it comes out to 300,000 uh, shekel. So that covers the shiur of the adanim. Then it says they had leftover. Mm-hmm. Now, how much leftover did they have? 1,775 shekelim. Left over. Now how was that? Because you had 3,550 more half shekels. Now, split that in half. You'll have 1775 shekelim. Okay, so that was the all def that was collected from the uh, money that was earmarked for the Adanim. Now again, Everybody gave that half a coin, one time donation, and that's the way it was broken down, and that's the way it was spent. Beauty. Amar Rabbi Avun. Rabbi Avun says, "Av pe parasha hazot neemar ba gimel terumot." In Parashat Kitisa, as well, that's after Parashat terumah right? Teruma mm-hmm. Kitisa. It also says the word terumah three times. Now, I want to point out to you: it's clear from the pshat of the pesukim in Parashat Kitisa. When it says uh, terumah three times, it's definitely referring to terumah shekalim for the korbanot. However, the Gemara is saying from the fact that it said it three times, we can give a remez that it's alluding to these uh, similar types of uh, uh, terumot as well. Now, maasita shekin terumah hashem—that's one time. Yitin terumah hashem latet et. Teruma to Hashem. So those are the three times. Okay. So he explains it over here when it says, "Ze Yitenu Kol Ha'avir La'Pekudim Mahasita Shekel B'Shekel La'Kodesh Mahasita Shekel Teruma La'Hashem." That's referring to Teruma of the Shekalim, because it says Mahasita uh, Shekel. Not more, and not less. That was referring to the Terumat Hashem. The next pasuk said, Yitin Terumat Hashem. Give the Terumat Hashem. It doesn't mention Ma'asit Hashem. So that was referring to Terumat Hashem. Yitin Terumat Hashem. Give whatever you want. Okay? And the third pasuk was what? The third pasuk was Latet. Et Terumat That was referring to uh Tiruma Adanim. Tirumat Adanim. Okay, so that's the breakdown of the three Pesukim. Now, Kamsa Gebran continues Betubo on the fifteenth of Adar Korin eta Megilah be Kerahim. You would read the Megilah in Kerachim In the um in the big cities, in the world cities that were from the time of Yeshua ben Nu. <laughs> ah, so comes again what An says. Lochen Amar be Hilboh. Lovhuna. Rav beshem. Lobihiyaraba. Hakol Yotzin. Beyud Dalid. Shehu Zeman. Kriata. How are you telling me? that in Al-Mish- you're calling me a Mishnah, and you tell me that the Kirachim, when would they read Megillat Esther? They would read it on the 15th of Adar. What are you talking about? We have a statement that says, that if the Kirachim read on the 14th of Adar, they would say as well, so therefore, why are you telling me that they have to read it on the 15th? That's not so. We have a shita that says that Kirachim can read it as well on the 14th. Look at the teklin Hatin. It's 1, 2, 3, 4. The fifth line after they get very wide. Hakol <speaking> yotzin shuzman kriyata. Gam benet tedvav shekaru <Hebrew> biyudalid you should have told me that Ikar, everybody is say is the 14th. Because not only do the, the uh, big cities, the, the perazim, read on the 14th, but even the Kirachim, the wall cities, they technically could also read on the 14th. Ah, from the fact that the Mishnah said that no, the Mikilaz read on the 15th, for the Kirachim, Elah al te yudalit. Must be that no, there's certain cities that cannot read on Yudalit. And must be you tell me, just like they would go out and start fixing the roads, And just like they would start measuring the mikvaot, Mikila Migila also is Dafka on Now that would be a question against the right? That said that you can even read it on the fourteenth. So that's all shit over here. Kirachim, can they read on the fourteenth or not? said yes. Fourteenth is, is is for everybody. Meaning, if they read it on the fourteenth, it's okay. From Amishnas Mashma, it's not okay. So it comes what says. He says, no, 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 no. You understand the Mishnah wrong. Really, I'll tell you, you're allowed to read the Megillah and the Kerachim on the 14th. So then why would the Mishnah say 15th? Because the Mishnah is really not focusing on the date of Megilat Esther. The Mishnah's real focus is really on the other items. On checking the Mikva'ot, on uh, checking for the Kelayim, uh, fixing the roads, uh, marking the graves. And what is it trying to say? It's trying to say like this. There is a connection between those items and Megillat Esther. Just like Megillat Esther, we know already that if there's two Adars, the Megillah is read in the second Adar, so to these items as well follow Megilat Esther, that they're also done in the second Hadar. Now, we could have written in the Mishnah that Megilat Esther of the Kirakim was on the 14th. But once already we were just trying to discuss the things that are on the 15th. So they wrote Megilat Esther, Derech Agab on 15. But that was not our point to discuss the date of Megilat Esther. The point was to compare the other items to Megilat Esther in that what sense? That just like Megadat said is Dafka in the second month, so do these items also are in the second month? But don't middayek, Oh, you said fifteen. They only said fifteen because the other items were on the fifteenth. So he put Megadat to say, okay, on the fifteenth. But inekanamir, you can read it like LeMchaya said on the fourteenth as well. Right? That's the interpretation of the Mishnah. Now, Rabbi Yossah or Rabbi Yossah, the Rabbi acha Havan yatbin. So the rabbis were sitting. Amar Rabbi Yosa the Rabbi Acha, lo mistabra ella lesheavar. This chaurah is not mistabed only if it passed. Meaning, if let's say a person in the Kenachim, you tell him you can read on the fourteenth. That's only talking. The Sha'abar Meaning where uh, The 15th passed Now for example It's the 18th of Adar Okay And they read it on the 14th Ah, you read it on the 14th You have no options anyway You read it on the 14th Okay yeah. So what are you going to do? The Sha'abar The, 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 the pulling is over However But Leba No But Leba Meaning if they read it on the 14th And now the 15th comes Read it again Read it on the 15th, which is that which the Biyosah said that the 14th is considered a good reading, that's only because, missed on you missed it already, it's over, what are you going to do now? The 18th of Adar, for example. It's a 14th is okay, but if it's Libah, if the 15th is still on its way, then I'll tell you what, you're going to have to read it on the 15th. Oh, so the governor says, (laughs) You have certain cities that were questionable. They were suffix. Because we said only walled cities that were walled from the times of Yeshua Benun read on the 15th. Now what if you have a sefik? When was it walled? So the deen was, Mm -hmm. You would read it two days. You would read it on the 14th, and you would read it on the 15th. So what's the question of the Gemara? So look at the Teklin Hatin. You see Lo Mistabra and Teklin hatim. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight lines on the bottom. Lo Mistabra L'she'avar Ida L'habba haba Ha De Amar Rav Hiya. HaKol Yotzin, that everybody's Yotzin on the 14th, ah, So, listen to the real interpretation. Please, Abu Tai, I'm repeating now this, this question. Through the eyes of Teklin Hatin. Listen to the he understands the question. It's not Mr. Baer to go out of his way and tell me, you should know. If they read it on the 14th and the uh, the day passed, meaning it's now the 18th, Yotzeh. I was like, of course you well, What's the options? What do you even tell the guy to do now? It's after Purim. Mm-hmm. Do I need the tell me that if you read it on the 14th and it's over now, it's the 18th, that you were yotze? There's no, no options. And he says, you know what the explanation is? Even if it's before the 15th and you read it on the 14th, and you don't have to read it on the fifteenth. I repeat again to put it, the right information in your, uh, in your brains here. Again, what the rabbi is saying, Rav was teaching us to Gaber the kerachin uh, is: if they read on the fourteenth, they Yotzeh. What's the case if they read on the fourteenth? What do they do on the fourteenth? They read. We the What's the date now? It's misterbed that it's the fifteenth now. And that's a spendosh. That even though it's the fifteenth now, they do not have to read. They're covered with the reading of the fourteenth. Because if you're telling 17th, already, you tell me it's the sixteenth or seventeenth wait, but I passed already. What do you tell me You'll say now you'll say there's nothing they can do anyway. Good. To that the I ask a question. If a city has a suffix, you don't know if it's supposed to read on the 14th or 15th. What does it say? Mm-hmm. Read on both days. Mm-hmm. Why would you have to read it on both it's days? 14th. Just do it on the 14th. If a city that's vada'i, a krach, can get away with reading on the 14th, then they don't have to read on the 15th. A city that's safik, once they read it on the 14th, they should be Yosef. That's the question of the Gemara. Good? Yeah. Again, if on a vada'i city that's a krach, you tell me that qayya yeah, says the 14th is the day that they read and they don't have to read it on the 15th although most of you have a at the Safik, you don't know when it was rolled, what do you tell me you have to read it on the 14th and the 15th just read it on the 14th, finished <laughs> so the Safik should not be better than a Talaat the says Talaat the says so I read it again I'm going to start from Abiy they were sitting. which means it only makes sense the meaning where you read it on the fourteenth and now the fifteenth is still coming, that already makes sense uh, that he said his deen Mean leba, meaning if it passed when you read on your dalid. No, I, 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 I want to explain the words right to you. If the concept is correct, I'm just going to give you the words now. Lo It doesn't make sense that the dean of Rebbechelbo that when the guy read it on the tchrach on your dalid yatsa was said in a case where it was Avar, meaning that it doesn't make sense if he was talking about that case It must be <inaudible> talking about a case of where the 15th is still on its way and still he's telling you you're to that he said bah, tani makom shnei so Amar Le so he comes back and says you're right this is Rabaha answering the question he says he says, "I agree with what you're saying," which means definitely the case is talking about where you read it on the 14th, and you do not have to read it again on the 15th. You're right. Your understanding of Rav Haya is correct. Yeah, but what about the question you have from the... But I... He doesn't answer that. He just says, I agree with you, your interpretation is correct. Yeah, but we have a question from the Braita. In the case of a Safek, you tell me you have to read it two days. Why? So the Gemara goes on to say, Amar Bimana. The Bimana explains. "Viyaut." It's correct. Why? Ilu. Now, there's saut over here. From Ilu, I would put in parentheses. This is a text that the Teklin Hatim does not have. That idu meshakliya biyudalid choser vikriya betet vav all that until zman kirachim biyadecha. Okay, so go to the two lines down and put a parenthesis there, and start reading from. uh, Start reading. uh, Actually, you're gonna have to read the text that the Tzadkin Hatin has. It's not written in our uh, text. But the text should be read like this: "Ilu ben hamisha asar, velo hamisha asar. ken ata zman What is he saying? Saying like this: "Ilu ben If a guy let's say ben hamisha he's a krach. He read on the 14th. They didn't read on the 15th. Are we going to listen to him to do such a thing? Which means, he's saying like this. There's a difference. There's one case we have, a case we have a city that is sephik. You don't know when it's supposed to read. If you're going to allow these guys to read on the 14th and that's it they're to read on the 15th so you're making a takana over here where you're threatening to uh, undo the whole din of kirachim, because we know kirachim have to read on the 15th now you have a case of a safik I don't know if the city is a krakh or not to say that what? they read on the 14th and have to read again you'll undo the whole takana of kirachim. but in a case we have a city that was walled and by chance, they read it on the 14th. All right, is that going to uh, destroy the whole Takana? Which means there it happened. You're not... And there's a difference between telling them, the Chateidah read on the 14th and that's it. Or in a case where uh, they read it on the 14th, okay, it happened with the Avadi yotze. In a case where you have a Safiq, you don't know if the city is ruled or not. Read on the fourteenth and the fifteenth. If you're going to say, "Well, once they read on the fourteenth, they're covered," that means you're undoing the whole tekana yeah. of The whole tekana of kerenahim is to read on the fifteenth. Now you're going to say, "What? Nah, they read on the fourteenth; they're covered." So you're going to undo the whole tekana. But if you have a walled city, right? Then we don't have to read on the fifteenth. And Abad they did it once; they read on the fourteenth. Okay, so you're not undoing the tekana of. To go and say, I have a walled city. Well, I don't know if it's a walled city or not. Mm-hmm. To come along and say, well, you know what? In this case of Safek, uh, we do on both days. Uh, but if they read on the 14th, you're covered. What do you mean? <laughs> By telling them that we read on the 14th, they're covered. So now the whole dean of Kirachim is in jeopardy. Because we don't, we'll don't forget the law of Kirachim on the 15th. But in our case, we're talking where you have a Kirach. Really, they're supposed to read it on the 15th. what they do? the Abad, they read it on the 14th. Okay, leave it. Because there's no damage that can come out on a, a situation that happened with the Abad. But to say that a k'rach that's with supak should read it on the 14th, and that's all they have to do, that already can mess the whole deen of kirachim in the future. We'll forget that there's a deen of what? That there's a deen of kirachim Now let me read that in the last of the Gemara. The should about is like this. A guy comes from a wall city. They read it on the 14th. Would we listen to him to do such a thing? Which means in a city that's safik, they have to read on both days. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to allow them to be sir on the 14th. Because the whole Qayyuv of Ted Vav is Fakirachim. And if you're going to allow them to do that, you're going to uproot the Takana. Amashay and the Bos talking about a case by, by chance. It happened. What happened? Really, next year you'll be on the 15th again. And therefore, you're not going to uproot the takana. Now, the Gemara goes further. Gemara says, "Tani Bag Omer, mitzvot anoagot be'adar sheni enam noagot barishol." Good. You have two adars. The mitzvot that you do in the second adar, you don't do in the first adar. And if you did it in the first adar, you have to repeat it. <speaking in> Hutz. <Hebrew> مَهِسْبَدْ shen baze u The law is that on the 14th and 15th of Adar Sheni, which is Purim, you're not allowed to make eulogies, nor are you allowed to fast. It's a day of Now, the Hadush is that not only on the 14th and 15th of Adar Sheni, but even the 14th and the 15th of Adar Rishon, which is not Purim, it is still asur behesped v'tanit so in everything else everything is in Adar sheni. but in Hesped v'tanit Adar Yishon and sheni are equal Rabbi Ba it's the Rabbi's name Rabbi Yirmiya b'shem Rav Rabbi Simon b'shem Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi Halacha Keraban Shimon ben Gamliel we follow this that what? Halacha that legabe Hesped v'tanit they're equal and the everything else, only Adar Sheni, Rabbi Huna, Rabbi Ditzipurin. He was the Rabbi of Tzipurin. Amar he said, in Hig, Rabbi Chia or Rabbi Hanina. That is, Bitzipurin kehada de Rashbag. He says Halakha is not like Rashbag, but the Rabbi in Sipuri, he had the custom. To go like Rashbag. What's the difference? The difference is if it's halakha, you announce it in the public. public. halakha. Mm-hmm. If it's minhag or hiniq, if somebody asks, you answer. But you don't publicize it in the. So there's a in here. How far they took Rashbag? Mm-hmm. Was it, you know, public information they announced in the Shi'ur or not? Lo amar Ela hiniq. He only said what? Hiniq, that he accustomed them. No But when it came to the halakha No Aval, However Le'anyan shtarot Kotvin adar rishon Ve'adar I would discuss You're writing a shetar, A legal document A legal document needs to have a date on it So they're telling you How to put the date on a shtar When it comes to adar rishon If it's the first adar You write Adar rishon but when it comes to Adar sheni, you just write Adar. Understood. Stam Adar Adarshini. is Adar sheni. That is the first opinion. The second opinion the Gemara says, the Biuda Omer, Adar Rishon Setam. Adar Shini Tinyan He says the exact opposite He says when you write Adar Stam Adar is Adar Rishon And if you want to put your Shtarot Adar Shini you have to write Adar Tanya, which is Adar Shini Baruch Adawai Le'wala Kajidame